0: This is a Crows Nest Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome back to damsel to Discuss.
1: I'm Gally, and I'm joined by my lovely co host Alexia. Hello. And we're talking Disney, and I think we're finally into like the silver age. Of Disney movies that we all remember,
0: yeah, and it's really funny, kind of t- to me in a weird way because, um, you know, we I think we talked in the past about how these movies had a lot of a nostalgia for people, but mm-hmm. it's not as though they came out much more recently to us than the other movies. It's like Cinderella was yeah. one year beforehand. I mean, Cinderella is still nostalgic, n- nostalgic, nostalgic. It's still nostalgic too, but like it, these came out in the fifties. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they still came out before our time, way before right. our time. So it it's it is very funny how they've still um Disney has managed I guess because of the Disney Renaissance I think in the nineties. Mm-hmm is how they kind of brought these back and how they came into our generation, uh, our true. millennial generation's <laughs> nostalgic. It is,
0: that's true. And they're very reminiscent of, you know, it's obvious that the Renaissance draws extreme, basically direct-to-direct interpretation from the silver um, the silver era with, you know, we were talking about how Cinderella was like the quintessential Disney princess.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then you have movies like Alice in Wonderland and then we're going to talk about Peter Pan next week, which I would like, they're less, they're not princess movies, but they're like adventure movies. Mm-hmm and you kind of see a lot of that energy in some of you know again those future movies that are a little bit more not to use the same word again but like adventure driven excuse me they have a little bit more of that upbeat do you know what i'm trying to say
1: yeah we're we're still looking like we discussed this with cinderella how cinderella is still kind of the template for the princess movie and we're starting to see the same thing with alice in wonderland and with peter pan Mm -hmm. um I would, it's interesting that you brought that up, too, because I would say that Alice in Wonderland is definitely the uh, wacky adventure yes. <laughs> movie. And then oh, Peter Pan is definitely the male protagonist <laughs> adventure. I, so for un, in
0: a startling turn of events, listeners, I have actually watched the movies in, in advance. So I have already oh. seen Peter Pan. Um, and I wrote a lot in my notes for Peter Pan about how it's extremely obviously hitching itself hard to that young male uh, demographic. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And, but anyway, that's, that's, that's for next week, but Alice will be for another episode. Yeah. (laughs) Alice is interesting to me because I, it, it's so random. And the more I watch it, the less I like it. I liked it so much as a kid.
1: Yeah, actually so I think that now that we're actually into the movies that we know, mm-hmm. it might be fun for us to ask each other just what are um childhood experiences. Oh, that's a good
0: idea. I was also, I also have something else I was going to ask you about, but I want I want you to share your Alice in Wonderland childhood experience.
1: Yeah, so my Alice in Wonderland childhood experience is that I really I really connected with this film and I really remember loving this film quite a bit as a child. Mm-hmm. Um as an only child, uh, I very much I think associated myself with Alice and love to have the same level of um, just kind of outdoor adventures where I'm just using my own imagination to to have kind of a skewed look at the world. Mm-hmm. And in an, another kind of just weird um, coincidence, I suppose I think I actually own an original manuscript of Alice in Wonderland, oh. like the old yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I'll have to find it. I hope it wasn't it wasn't donated, but if I don't have it then hopefully somebody else out in the world now has it. And I and I remember treasuring that manuscript quite a bit, um mm-hmm. especially the Jabberwocky portion of it. So I personally loved <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. <laughs>
0: I owned Alice in Wonderland. It was one of the movies I had. I think we've talked about this in the past about how like your 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 knowledge of movies as a kid back then without streaming was just like completely dependent on what you had access to, obviously. So this is one of the ones that I had. So I remember watching it a lot. I remember my dad got it for me at Costco. Ooh. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I remember, it's, I don't know why, but I have this very specific memory of buying Alice in Wonderland. We were at no it was at sam's club we were at sam's club yeah the rivalry um and he you know in a rare because my family was not very big on like spoiling your kids but they gave us presents once in a while and like my dad was running like do you want a movie and of course the answer was yes and i remember the choice was between the choices were between Alice in Wonderland and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And I'd never seen either of them at that point. Mm-hmm. And I ended up picking Alice in Wonderland. I don't I think it's because it was a cartoon and, and I wanted to watch a cartoon. Um
1: and pretty, I, pretty colorful things on the box, basically.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and I I liked it. I didn't like hate it as an adult, but the more I watch it, the more critical of it that I get. And I don't know, and and it's and I'm not that way with every Disney movie, but. I do remember watching it as a kid, and I I liked it, but I also remember thinking, and I judged a lot of Disney movies based on their music, that the songs were super boring.
1: Oh my gosh. I feel the exact same way. I, I think fondly of Alice in Wonderland for the characters, for the art design, for the adventure. I do not think fondly of the songs. This is not a catchy song movie for me. No. None of them are. well you said said you had a question as
0: well we talked a while ago about um because i kind of pay attention a little bit to the music in a way that i think you pay attention to the animation with your doodles Mm -hmm. we had talked a while about incorporating that in somehow and i think what we should do is have you pick a song from the movie and at some point mm-hmm. i have to a cappella sing it during the episode okay i'll like, look it up on youtube ooh all right so all right what ter- what awful song from alice in wonderland should i try and give a give a go to okay so i have to admit i have to look at you do have to look this up this songs. is going to get a lot easier very soon yeah I want I didn't want to start it with like the super popular songs. I was like, I should get in the habit before then. I should have started with Cinderella, but I forgot because I'm a pro at that.
1: That's fine. <laughs> we got we got mouse voices in Cinderella. That was good enough. <laughs> okay. I, think I did that for about 12 seconds. What? Ooh, ooh. I really love The Walrus and the Carpenter. I was
0: about to say, are you going to Walrus and Carpenter me?
1: I can choose a different one. No, if you I'm going to.
0: Um, no, I, I'm like a jukebox. I have to take what's picked. Let's... Take my quarter, bitch. Let's feel a bit like that. Uh, man, Walrus and Carpenter are such a weird.
1: I'll do.
0: We'll do that in a sec. Probably when we get into Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Because I actually have to look up the lyrics to that one, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, we should have a song break when we get to it. I don't know if I'm going to do the whole thing. But... No please don't uh, the song is like 15 minutes long God.
0: i just <laughs> looked don't. it up and it's five minutes and 40 seconds but <laughs> yeah. before we get uh into my incredible singing which by the way i'm gonna follow your sketching rules we're just like just we're just gonna do basically a one pass edit if i squeak if it happens it's fine i mean like is exciting pen so this is perfect yeah. see <laughs> um so i did the summary yes. Z- for alice okay. <laughs> they're not even funny i don't know oh, i am laughing they're not they're not good wait <laughs> neither of them are funny you're doing one serious and then a
1: second serious one
0: it's not that serious it's just because i'm like i think the funny parts in the discussion okay. i have a serious and i have a not serious one
1: all right all let's right see,
0: let's see let's, that let's was see. very very grand what are you doing sorry i know that the viewers can't oh, see the what's visual? happening yeah galley is like
1: very elegantly
0: extended her hand off screen like she's accepting a silver platter with a calling
1: card on it oh that's lovely i'm just trying to to give myself more light so i don't look as much like Gollum in the basement (laughs) (laughs) that's literally it
0: i saw see what i saw was this
1: ah Well, yeah, it was... <laughs> I guess it does also look like I'm trying to hand my empty teacup back to my butler yeah, I thought Matt was coming over to give you tea he was going to say hi <laughs> no such luck this is no a window that I was pointing to so drive Glad- through Sweet.
0: <laughs> so Alice All in right.
1: Wonderland <laughs> Alice in
0: Wonderland we're still in the era of movies that open with
1: a song it's a lullaby. A Not lullaby, any type yeah. of song. It's all, it, it just keeps being a lullaby. A lullaby.
0: lullaby. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. Alice in Wonderland is <laughs> the 1951 iconic animated classic from Disney Animated Studios. We follow the curious Alice who chases a white rabbit into a nonsense-filled wonderland. In the strange place, she meets a variety of mad and odd characters, like the March Hare, Mad Hatter, Cheshire Cat, Dodo, Tweedles d and Dumb, and the tyrannical Queen of Hearts. <laughs>
1: Alice just like
0: Tweedles d and (laughs) dumb. I did too I was very happy with myself (laughs) I I, I'm the worst kind of friend I'm the person who finds their own jokes funny and everyone's like
1: they're not even that good and it's true it's it's okay your giggles don't get picked up by the mic (laughs) (laughs) sweet
0: (laughs) Alice must use what she learns and the ally she meets along the way to find her way through Wonderland back home to be reunited with her sister and her cat Dinah yeah Uh, but the thing about it is is that alice in wonderland is a wildly strung together movie that has barely more of a plot than make my music or fun and fancy free we follow a kid who is way too curious curious and entirely too familiar with breaking and entering for comfort she ignores all possible safety rules and just eats random food and wanders into random places getting herself into a variety of hijinks that almost get alice killed time and time again She almost gets burned alive in the White Rabbit's house, drowned by the flowers, choked by smoke inhalation at the hands of the caterpillar, and does the Ant-Man about six times before finally ending up on trial for what I can only assume is being a menace to society, which culminated in the incredibly acrobatic pantsing of the Queen of Hearts. Alice runs away, dodging through all the weirdos she's met along the way, and discovers that it was just a dream all along. So she follows her sister home to have tea and to play with Dinah the cat once more. The end.
1: The end. The end. And Alice also like approaches <clears throat> every, almost every situation that she's in until she has like a mental breakdown with the <laughs> the calm, uh, collected reaction that someone wandering into a McDonald's at 2 a.m. after smoking a gigantic joint would have. So... and the guy saying oh we're out of chicken nuggets like it's, it's <laughs> she it's just, just i i just want to like kind of classify like the beginning of this whole thing with her just being so she doesn't casual. care about
0: anything and so i really liked and i'm re-watching uh, an older youtube series which and you can tell this is like pre-monetization days because they don't have like built-in commercial prices the way it's filmed it's filmed it's it's it's, it's such an old era of youtube um called Drunk Disney. Mm-hmm. And it's where a bunch of people who are in their 30s, I'm sure, by now, um, but at the time were in their twenties, would play a drinking game to a Disney movie. And the drinking game for Alice in Wonderland was whenever she reacted entirely too nonchalantly <laughs> to something happening. And it's because that is her reaction the whole time is just, oh, this is happening now. Huh. Yes. This
1: is happening now. That's happening yeah. now. This is happening now. It's I mean, I guess it kind of falls into the the theme of it all being a dream, because in dreams right. you do kind of just kind <laughs> of go along with stuff. You're like, huh? oh, well, I guess this is what I'm doing. It's That's fun. true. But it is presented to us um,
0: from the beginning. If we we just want to get into it, yeah. um, basically almost from the very beginning, it's presented to us as quote unquote real because we start with Alice being read her lessons by her sister, her older sister. And what a stupid book to read to a kid. Of course, Alice is bored. I was bored.
1: Uh, I was bored, too. And I also want to just point out, like, the character design for these two characters mm-hmm. is also shows how boring her sister is. Like, the <laughs> sister is drawn to be um, very plain. She looks like a background co- character in Cinderella and not one of the rich ones. Like, Yes, she looks like she was hair. presented
0: to the prince.
1: Yeah. And then we have and then we have Alice who yeah. has a larger head <laughs> than normal. Like she her head compared to the rest of her body is it's huge. Is huge. It's it's almost anime proportions.
0: Yeah, is that just supposed to be the little kid thing? Because I think this is the first animated little kid protagonist yeah. that they have. And what's really interesting about that is that I think when we talked about Snow White, we ascertained she was supposed to be like 14 or something. 13, 14. Alice is supposed to be like 12 or 13. So why is she like so kid-like? And Snow White was basically a young lady.
1: Yeah, Snow White looked like a 27-year-old.
0: Yeah, Snow White was definitely... And, and Cinderella, too, was supposed to be like 16 or so. Cinderella yeah. and the older sister look similar in age. Alice... Alice is fascinating because also her eyes have, she's wearing incredible falsies and very nice um, lip gloss.
1: And she also must be wearing like the circle lenses that just make your eyes look larger too. Yeah, She's
0: very Anna and there's a mm-hmm. lot of focus on her. Like, her eyes are sharply drawn and her lips are sharply lined in a way that Cinderella was not. And it makes a huge difference. And it was lined up in and her, um, her eyes are lined in black. Yeah. As are her lips, I believe. And I think Cinderella's were more lined with the color.
1: Am I wrong? I'm so okay. you're a little wrong. Um I think I am. Yeah, so so actually the 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 line art is something that I wanted to talk about too, because I think okay. that this is the first uh I think this is the first Disney animated film where we're looking at a lot of um I am wrong. Everything is not outlined in black. So actually yes. uh Alice's lips are a slightly darker pink as the outline versus the inside. I also noticed it a lot with like their skin. There were a lot of frames where um, her skin just had a slightly darker peach tone mm-hmm. than the rest of it. And and that kind of goes throughout. And I think that with uh, other films, it was not nearly as pronounced.
0: No. And I also notice i look i'm just looking i just looked up cinderella and I looked up some of the screenshots just mm-hmm. out of curiosity first of all alice is intentionally far more brilliantly colored it's it's i mean it takes place in wonderland but it also just seems more sharply drawn if that makes sense it's like they drew it in high def
1: yeah is that making sense yeah so okay. i understand what you're saying and i think the other reason that it's interesting for us to kind of compare these two films is because mm-hmm. they were competing films
0: Yes, uh, they were being, for anyone who doesn't remember, they were being worked on at the same time. And Walt was just kind of like, guess we'll see what happens first.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Cinderella kind of won out. Yeah, it was finished quicker. <laughs> and, yeah, and thus that was the one that was released uh, first. Mm-hmm. And then we got Alice in Wonderland. But it was two different animation teams, too. Yes. So You can tell. You, you really can. And I I have to say my personal preference between the two is... Alice in Wonderland I just really like how brilliantly everything is animated same I really like the um, intensity of the colors I really like the style I think that fine
0: line style to um, the lining approach really helped contribute to it because some of the earlier ones and some of the later ones you'll see slightly thicker lines Mm -hmm. which I don't think is a bad thing but it's just you just notice there's a different style of animation and I like it but I don't like the story as much
1: well we we left off with our story with a very plain uh plain jane sister yeah attempting that's... to read what the laws of physics to her sister her right sister. which to her 12 year
0: old sister who is very obviously listening and she starts doing what i think is a super normal thing which is talking to her cat like i talk to my dog yes. and i'm in my 30s
1: yeah, and Alice's cat is named Dinah, and I, that yeah. must have been named for Dinah Shore, who uh, frequently lended her voice to oh, earlier. Oh, probably. Films. Yeah, I let you say that. Absolutely. The way it's spelled, D-I-N-A-H.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, Dinah. Oh, Dinah. And then they see this rabbit, which, by the way, is enormous. This rabbit's huge. Like Dinah, if even if we give her the credit of Dinah being a kitten, because kittens are small. This rabbit is, this rabbit is ha- like two thirds of Alice's size.
1: That rabbit was huge. That rabbit had gigantic red eyes Dude, That rabbit was stoned, which is probably why he was late.
0: Yep. And uh, uh, Dinah's the only one who reacts to this in a normal way. And Dinah is straight expression. It's just like, what the hell is happening here? <laughs>
1: normal. <laughs> totally does normal. It, does anyone else see this gigantic yeah. rabbit? But, what, but what's Alice's expression? Oh, that's curious maybe we should follow that rabbit
0: which she does she just follows him and then when she sees him goes into like go into like
1: his house she thinks she's following in there yeah oh dinah why don't we just follow this rabbit through this tiny little rabbit hole this seems fine and then yeah, she and does and there's and she, a pit and she, well, but before then she evens like she's first of all she assumes he's late to
0: a party which okay fine that's an okay assumption to be like someone's late like you're you're late for like a party a meeting whatever but then she follows him into his rabbit den and she says to dinah what a peculiar place to have a party you mean his house that's that's what? like that's like the most bog-standard place to have a party <laughs> your house
1: you and then this girl is getting off of this on the wrong foot in the first place
0: <laughs> yeah and then as she's crawling into his house she's like we really shouldn't be doing this
1: yeah. no really She has more self-awareness than Snow White. Snow White just (laughs) broke into that house and was like, oh, look, a fully furnished home. I should just clean it.
0: That's the thing you'll notice with Alice. She has a lot of self-awareness, but not a lot of interest in doing anything about it. She's just like, she's like me. Alice is exactly like me, where she's like, I am super aware of all my flaws. I'm just going to line them up here for you to look at, and then we're going to move
1: on. Aware of her flaws, but has no impulse control.
0: Uh, Yeah. 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 Which we notice, because as you said, she falls down a pit.
1: She falls down a pit, and and as she is falling, she's just casually looking up at Dinah and going, "Oh, goodbye, bye. Dinah." Oh,
0: falling Dinah. through floating furniture,
1: yeah, and paintings
0: and decor. Yeah, she just looks around like, "Oh, isn't this peculiar?" Well, look at she, that. She is way too comfortable for somebody coming up on an acid trip. She, she yeah,
1: she's chill as fuck, and she even like as she's even falling she's like hmm i wonder if i'm falling through the center of the earth let me look at this convenient map
0: yeah i uh i wonder if i'm gonna come out on the other side where they all walk upside down is what she says it's like alice you need to listen to your sister's lessons a little bit more because you do not understand anything
1: right that There was one point where she got to stop falling like a sucker and got to hang out on a little rocking chair.
0: Yeah, just for about a couple seconds until she gets absolutely like blown out of it by rocking forward too far. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just, I really love how the most interesting thing in Alice's life is somebody else being late for something she wasn't invited to. Like this is what's going on in her life where she's like, I have to find out what this man is late for. Not that I have to go to it. I just need to know what it is
1: how uh rich like that feels very old money to me (laughs) I have no I have no concerns or issues with my life so I need to busy myself with other people's lives
0: have you seen the um it's a little comic panel of like the adventures of lady no kids where it's like a lady wearing no pants and leaning on a walking stick and talking to a family um who has a baby and she goes anyway I'm gonna follow this goose for a while and see what happens I'm like that's just Alice when she grew up
1: yeah it's exactly Alice when she that's grew up. Just, that's
0: just adult Alice after she gets through the um asylum. <laughs> it's just her life now. It would her. have
1: been a very different movie if the reveal was that Alice had been in, on a, in on an insane asylum. No, this the whole
0: time. I this leads into American McGee's Alice. This is the kick. This is the kickoff for it it does that's true Mm, that's what i was alluding to so she she does this then she goes through her horrible dark period which is the asylum and then when she gets out of the asylum she's like cool i'm never having kids and then she just turns into lady no kids made peace with myself lady alice little the first no children anyway what's going on
1: so as she's falling um (laughs) she turns herself upside down and notices the rabbit And finally stops right before she conks her head on the ground. By getting her feet stuck on like a clothing rack or something. I guess she was just falling with her feet like perfectly prone where they're just straight out, which is an odd way to fall. But I mean, I I I wouldn't know. know, I guess if you know
0: (laughs) you're about to need to use your feet as an umbrella hook.
1: (laughs) Silly. It's a little bit of foreshadowing to how she holds the uh, Ah. flamingo ish croquet hit her later on the giggliest um, flamingos ever yeah but yeah so she she follows the rabbit who goes through a door which is a series of smaller and smaller and weirder doors and can i just say i have always wanted an excuse to have a room with smaller and smaller doors that lead to the room and i have never been rich enough to be able to build one in my own house yeah you need basically a wonka factory yes but it would work so, like, can you imagine doing that for, like, a tiny little pet room? <laughs> like, that would be so cute. You open it up, and then it's just a little little bed for your cat.
0: See, I think that actually would be hysterical and very cute. Yeah. You could um, turn one bedroom into, like, a sectioned-off place for your separate pets, and, like, they each have their own door. They have those fancy uh, pet doors now that respond to personalized
1: collar things. Oh, yeah, which makes sense. So this way you just stop getting raccoons in your house.
0: Or, or I was thinking more of the cat can stay out of the dog's room because <laughs> it's big enough to fit through the dog's door.
1: I feel like the cat would somehow bully the dog. Like, do that thing where the cat, like, shoves the dog's neck, its collar against it to be like, open the door for me. Dog. Or it just runs <laughs> underneath it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but... Um. That's not what's happening here. What's happening here is the White Rabbit's continued on his perfectly normal journey because he's allowed to do whatever he wants. And Alice is stuck because she is just too big to fit through this door, which is, I don't know, on her about, like, shin height. Baby door.
1: Yeah. And, like, there's a there's a magical doorknob, which, again, she reacts just like, this is normal. Fine. Doorknob yeah. is talking to her. And if anything, she actually gets annoyed that the doorknob is trying to force his humor on her. Yeah, she's frustrated with it because uh, she's clearly extremely busy. Yeah. Clearly I am chasing a rabbit. I do not have time for these shenanigans. Be quiet and let me through.
0: But he tells her that she needs to take a drink to shrink. Isn't that it?
1: Yeah, take a drink to shrink and a, a bite to grow, basically.
0: Yeah, Um. but when she she takes the bottle and is and she says something along the lines of Oh, I wrote it down. If one drinks much from a bottle marked poison, it's almost certain to g- disagree with one sooner
1: or later. Girl, what? Uh, she she said that and I think she also said after that, I was just giving myself some good advice. She did say that because the
0: doorknob went beg your
1: pardon? <laughs> she drinks the, the thing that might be poison. So her whole hmm, <laughs> this is a theme. She, she tries to sell her, tell herself good things and not listen to them. <laughs>
0: She's an idiot. But she apparently drinks a liquid version of the Wonka gum because mm-hmm. it tastes like cherry tart, custard, pineapple, and roast turkey.
1: Yeah. So a feel. Like in reverse. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm sorry that she had to end with the roast turkey.
0: Yeah, you want to start that way. Yeah. She may
1: not drink anymore. But I also didn't fully understand, like, what, I mean, I guess there's a lot of things I don't understand in this (laughs) movie, but but I don't understand this implication of, like, as you get smaller, the taste gets more different.
0: I'm thinking (laughs) it's the Waka Gum where the flavor just changes. I think you might be right. Every sip um... is different. Yeah. But she gets really tiny and then the doorknob is like, oh, BT Dubs forgot to tell you, I'm locked and the key is on that table, which is normal size. And she, she, she has then to. Pro- produces a, a box of cookies, and because she hasn't had her fill of drinking and eating random things, she what now?
1: Oh, she just eats it. Yeah, she just takes those cookies. As a kid, I always thought those cookies look super delicious. They do. They still look super delicious. They do, and. I was like, okay, maybe as a kid, I would also probably be like, thank you for the cookies that say eat me. I'm just going to eat them all without abandon. But
0: immediately after having the experience you just had?
1: Well, I would hope that I would be smart enough as a kid to go, wait a minute. Let me ask what this cookie does first. And I think I personally would. But Alice, again, being a bit of the stoned person that she is, she just eats the cookie.
0: Yeah. And
1: explodes. She grows.
0: She's massive. (laughs) She's... Gulliver's traveled herself. And yeah. He...
1: And and it's at this point in the film where she has a mental breakdown. Uh, her, the
0: first of many. And literally, and starts off the inspiration for Justin Timberlake's future song, <laughs> Cry Me a River, because she just cries a ocean.
1: She cries an ocean. She is so, her her emotions are so fickle in this movie that is because she couldn't listen to directions that she got so upset
0: (laughs) yeah and then the doorknob who is drowning Mm -hmm. still tries to help her points out that the bottle is still floating nearby he's like grab it grab it get the bottle so she does and drinks out of it shrinks again Mm -hmm. into the bottle which is probably the only thing that saved her life and then the first thing she does by the way she's completely calm now she she has stopped crying a literal river and she just goes I wish I hadn't cried so much. Uh, I bet (laughs) the doorknob also wishes that.
1: Yeah, just sudden flip, and yeah, and that's how she gets through. Yeah, but it's also like it's weird because she cried such an ocean that there's other creatures on the ocean now that she sees so many. Because she gets basically she gets through the door by the
0: being swallowed by the doorknob who is trying not to die, and now she's floating among what looks like an interrupted regatta full of right yeah who have you got
1: there oh you have the dodo i have the dodo at the very end but yeah there's like we see i think we see like jose carioca again or at least a parrot we see a green parrot that looks like him yes and a toucan in a toucan and this we see this very very plump dodo bird um using a black toucan i guess it was a black toucan as a raft
0: yeah he's sitting on his feet while the toucan's heads being and like
1: beak are being used as the pontoon somehow this works like he's floating and he's being pushed by another bird um so i drew this and just wrote capitalism under it so there's my political cartoon of the day it is it's very
0: capitalism, and Alice is trying to get their attention for some help, and they ignore her and continue going, as do this very well-choreographed uh,
1: luge of shrimp. Weird animals. Hmm? Huh? Just so many weird animals, just a like... a lot of weird animals. ...going up here, yeah. And then we see
0: them in a second. They are running around in a circle around the dodo who is standing on a rock with a fire, uh, doing what they are calling a caucus race, which I looked up and is a, basically where just everyone just runs around to get dry. There's no winners, no losers, no start, no end. In this case, they're running in a circle, but yeah, that's what it is.
1: I mean, it is still capitalism because the dodo is the only one who's dry. And he, he very distinctly says this very upper class, rich, fat bird, is uh, lifting up a little um, campfire basically next to him each to time, keep it so he's getting wet hit. because there's, yeah. wa- there's huge waves coming in that are tall enough
0: to cover this rock which he is standing on, which is also taller, like it's twice as tall as all the other animals that are running around.
1: Yeah. and and he distinctly says, "Oh, I don't know why you guys aren't getting dry. I'm having mm-hmm. a fine time up here. Yeah, everything's going well for me. I don't know what your problem is. Run faster." Hmm.
0: And Alice, who is less observant than me, (laughs) finally happens to see the white rabbit, but she can't quite get to him at the moment because she's way too busy being stuck on top of a toucan.
1: Yeah, she got pulled into this race that has no end. And even talks about how stupid it is, too. Yeah, and the toucan also seems to have
0: no problem with her just being on his head.
1: He's just like, this is fine. I'm used to it. I'm used to getting abused. It's cool. This is normal. This is normal. This is normal for me. But I guess this did allow Alice to break away and get off of the beach and into a forest. Yes,
0: into a deep, dark forest uh, where she has once again lost the white rabbit because he's not waiting
1: for her as he should not
0: Mm -hmm. because he's living his own life. But she does encounter some other people.
1: You call them people. I call them sentient bike horns. (laughs) Because these are the Tweedles. Have, have have okay? Do you watch Kitchen Nightmares,
0: or have you seen Kitchen Nightmares? I have seen Kitchen Nightmares. Yes. Have you seen the episode of Kitchen Nightmares with the twins that own a pizzeria? No. <laughs> okay. Um. Do okay, they look it's like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Gordon Ramsay certainly thinks so.
1: Oh boy. Okay. I
0: didn't say it. If you Google, okay, for it, it's called the restaurant is called Capri. Um just look up kitchen nightmares twins episode and then go to images or kitchen nightmares capri and look at these guys
1: oh listeners do the same oh wow yeah they really do look like a human version of we- tweedledee and tweedledum
0: ramsey calls on that he's like you look like tweedledee and tweedledum yeah but they actually look like them too
1: they do and they finish
0: each other's sentences wow and they have homemade meatballs. I don't know if that restaurant's still open, though.
1: Do they honk as well? <laughs> like Tweedledee and Tweedledum just No, keep but these honking? guys do. They, they honk a lot.
0: And my notes say they're very lonely. Ah, well,
1: <laughs> it seems like the Capri uh, owners are also very lonely because their kitchen did close. Oh, boo. <laughs> that's sad. So that's a sad ending. Yeah, but, a lot of
0: these restaurants do. Yeah. I, I mean, it's running, owning a restaurant is hard. It's, it's yeah it's a loss <laughs> and i think that you know a f- side note slightly but i think that if more than a few people have talked about you know why you know restaurants close after kitchen nightmares and it's like dude it's not because it wasn't a good transformation but often by the time by this time there's a lot of financial trouble there's a lot of behind the scenes things that people don't know about and sometimes the best thing they can do is improve their restaurant just enough to be able to recoup some of their losses
1: yeah yeah, yeah. so are- restaurants are a very thin margin in the first place it's true. But Jeff and Jim, wherever you are,
0: we hope you're okay. We hope that you're still making homemade meatballs from time to time.
1: We hope that you're having a much better uh, much better existence than Tweedledee and Tweedledum.
0: Yeah, because they just live in this forest apparently waiting for somebody to walk by so they can tell them a terrible story.
1: <clears throat> I feel like they give very big vibes of like the awkward siblings that have their own little language between each other and yeah. then terrorize any other human
0: yeah they eat yeah because they that's exactly what they do to alice like the second they meet her it's like they don't even want to meet her they just want to heckle her
1: They do and and alice tries to be quite polite but also like is way too agreeable with them too because they basically say oh we need to tell you a story and she's like okay yeah let me sit down like this is fine grab me take me wherever this is fine to be fair she is
0: leaving She is leaving when they finally are like, oh, you're curious. You were curious like the oysters.
1: That's fair. And that that does lead into their first uh, story. Their incredibly (laughs) awful song and story. The walrus and the carpenter. carpenter. Yeah. Which was (laughs) originally a poem. Yes. I got a text from a
0: pizza place that I no longer live nearby and my notebook fell down.
1: Another and pizza? My God. I like
0: and pizza. Why aren't they here? Uh, and pizza, get
1: it together. I do like and pizza too.
0: <laughs> Sponsor um, us. <laughs> oh my God. Wouldn't that be amazing?
1: That'd be amazing. Uh,
0: but yeah, they, they, this stop buzzing. They launch into this song with the most incredible Cockney accents. There's a lot of interesting, like Dick Van Dyking going on in this movie yeah yeah but yeah they start on I'm gonna do part of this song I'm gonna start with the verse that we know about now because I don't want to get copyright claimed we're not gonna add any music or anything I'm just gonna sing (laughs) Disney I don't mess with the mouse no don't mess with the mouse if there's no music I shouldn't get in trouble right
1: yeah we'll be fine we're talking all right let's see I'm gonna also this is not a Disney song this is a poem by Lewis Carroll
0: I'm setting the precedent for the future. They're all gonna be a cappella because no
1: I don't we don't wanna get sued. Oh, that's true. I'm just saying for legal purposes. Yes, yes,
0: yes. But <laughs> uh, in the future, just side note, all our episodes get uploaded to YouTube, and YouTube is very voracious with copyright claims. So if we put in audio, we could be in a lot of trouble. Uh, but yeah, Alice gets treated to the song in the worst walrus and the capinta. That's what it's called. The walrus <laughs> and the capinta. It's almost like Boston.
1: You, yeah, I was. I was going to say you're kind of like on the bridge between Australian and Boston.
0: I'm not good at this terrible Tweedle accent. Okay, <laughs> it's we're just gonna go with what we get. <clears throat> the walrus and the carpenter were walking close at hand. The beach was wide from side to side, but much too full of sand. Mister Walrus said, "The carpenter, my brain begins to perk. We'll sweep this clear in half a year." if you don't mind the work. And then the walrus as <laughs> like fucking hey, machine! Because nobody wants to do work, because it's time to talk of other things. Of shoes and chips and sealing wax. Of cabbages and kings. And why the sea is boiling hot. And whether pigs have wings. Calloo kale no work today. We're cabbages and kings. Clap,
1: clap, 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 clap,
0: clap. And this works on everybody. By the way,
1: yeah, yeah, but especially oysters. Like this walrus was very. Um, oh, I'm forgetting their names from Pinocchio, but the two Honest uh, John, yeah,
0: and Gideon,
1: yeah. It seems like this walrus comes from the same cloth as those two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wanting, wanting more.
0: <laughs> I find this
1: interesting
0: because I don't think we'd have songs like this now where it's just this kind of song sing talking the closest i can think of would be lin-manuel miranda's rap monologues and i think that you know part of the reason i was bringing up the music thing is because over the course like this was written in the 50s over the course of going through it we're gonna see your sketch style change and yeah. we're probably gonna hear the music style change really dramatically just as you go through the decades and the arrows and shift focus yeah because I'm just trying to think, like, the style of music in this is so of its time.
1: It, it is. And I think that part of it is the uh, source material that it's working off of, too. Like, yeah. there are other, like, original songs in Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And you definitely feel that 50s, I, I'm kind of calling it a lullaby style. I I thought that that was really, really apparent with the song
0: Golden Afternoon, the uh, flowers song. Yes, which if you want to sing that, please, when uh, we get to that point, feel free. But it's not even that interesting. That's yeah. the thing about it is that it's it has that same kind of very boring style. Even the songs that Alice herself sings are not that interesting. She has... I think it's called like a world of my own or whatever is the first one where she's talking about how, you know, if she was in Wonderland, it would be this cool place. And then mm-hmm. she has this really boring song in the middle midder, in the middle where she midder. talks about midder, where she talks about how she should be patient. And it's like none of these songs are particularly interesting or engaging or enrapturing. No.
1: No. None no. of these songs are good. But
0: yeah, anyway, (laughs) back to the walrus and the carpenter. This terribly sung song is being screeched at Alice about um, how the walrus and everyone hates sand, which, okay, Anakin, calm down. (laughs) Um, But this, this is basically like a terrible parable about a walrus and a carpenter who are wandering around, and then they see in the water some oysters. The walrus turns into the Pied Piper and convinces them to come into a restaurant Mm -hmm. And then while he occupies the carpenter with other stuff, he's like, oh, go into the kitchen and slice up some bread and make some broth. He eats all of the oysters and then the carpenter comes out, finds out he's been double crossed and then chases the walrus with a hammer. That's the whole story.
1: Yeah. And I wrote, stop trying to impress your morals on me, twins. Mm -hmm. They kept like, like the other kind of theme with Tweedledee and Tweedledum is they kept trying to teach Alice lessons. Right. Like moral lessons and this was one of them which yeah don't I guess, be curious don't be curious but also don't eat oysters in march
0: no because you'll have to deal with their moms
1: you will have to deal with their moms i also don't think they're ready um in march oh, yeah. i want to say it's like months that end in er like I september october but i don't know i don't eat oysters me
0: neither i'm allergic but alice is allergic to this story because she just leaves
1: yeah yeah Tweedledee and Tweedledum say oh but what about the second story and Alice is like please no for the love of god no and And then they start start it and she just Irish goodbyes she gets out of there
0: she immediately leaves and she sees a house and asks out loud I wonder who lives here and it's like well you're definitely going to find out
1: (laughs) no questions no questions um (laughs) and she even okay so to to Alice's credit I think she actually tried to be a little polite here because she like knocked on the door right or she was about to knock on the door
0: yes and then the rabbit comes around and yells at her because apparently she's Mary Ann his maid does he not recognize his own maid
1: he's a bit Mr. Magoo in that like it seems like this rabbit can't see anything
0: yeah seriously he
1: wears glasses
0: (laughs) and apparently can see the time on his clock
1: yeah Also, I would have loved to have meet, met Marianne in this movie. What or who was she?
0: Yeah. Did she just take the day to, uh, to be the day where she runs off?
1: Yeah. Also, watch. She ends up being like, I don't know, a two foot tall sentient mushroom or something like that. <laughs> like, does not look at she all? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the dude... White Rabbit yells at Alice to go get his gloves, which she does. And then while she's looking for gloves, she finds more of these cookies and just decides she hasn't had enough.
1: Let me let me again. Let me eat. One Bottom, more. Bottomless pit Alice eats a cookie. And surprise, surprise, the cookie causes her to explode again and fill up the entire house.
0: Yeah, her legs explode out the door and her arms come out the window. So the White Rabbit decides the best thing to do is to go get the dodo and after failing to get her out they're like what we need is a
1: lizard with a ladder i loved a lizard with a ladder and they find kermit's like
0: cousin it's bill from the, the UK.
1: no it's bill the lizard his name's bill it is bill like it's really bill the lizard but he yeah, looks like he's he, the does, same he does character. he does he does
0: yeah. <laughs> um And so they shove him down the chimney, which blasts a bunch of soot into the house. So Alice, now being two miles tall, sneezes and yeets him out the chimney, Bill, all the way into the great mouse detective.
1: <laughs> he went... He went ahead in time. I actually don't know where the great baths detective takes place. I don't either, but Bill the Lizard is in that
0: movie, so I think that's what happens to him.
1: She just yeets him out of Wonderland with a sneeze, and he ends up in a different film. Oh my god, I wish we could have seen it from Bill the Lizard's perspective. But I did, I really love Uh, the Dodo's line here, because Bill just gets shot into space, and the Dodo just so casually is like, well, farewell, Bill. Yeah. (laughs) And his next his next move is well
0: we're gonna burn the house down that'll get the uh, monster out but and alice obviously doesn't want to die uh in a fire so
1: she comes up want it to happen
0: no the white rabbit is like could you just not do that everyone bullies the white rabbit in this movie so for here we have alice has broke into his house and ate his food now the dodo wants to um is breaking all of his shit to set his house on fire but while he's doing this, Alice is like, I know if I eat something, I'll shrink. How
1: do you, how do you, how do you, that, oh, I, I said that too. Like, how did you know these rules? Yeah, how do you like, figure that? yeah, because what does she do? She just, with her arm outside, reaches into the garden and tries to pull out a carrot. Mm-hmm. And somehow she knows that that carrot is going to cause her to shrink.
0: Yeah, and uh, 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 the white rabbit tries to stop her for some reason, and then even though it's obvious that she's holding the carrot and bringing it up to her mouth, he starts yelling about how she's going to eat him. Like, dude, she said she's she's going for the, for the veg here.
1: Yeah. It's, what are you talking it, about? You'll be fine. You'll be fine, little rabbit bunny. Yeah,
0: I promise. And he is, because she takes a bite and immediately shrinks. Mm-hmm tiny 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 but it doesn't matter it was all for naught because the white rabbit decides he's late again it doesn't matter it's absolutely takes off running the dodo is way too busy trying to start a fire so alice just
1: like takes off again we, we talk about how late this rabbit is like how how freaking late are you dude that you should not at this point just call out sick or like don't look for your gloves maybe yeah. Just go if if it's so important for you to be there on time and you're already way too late, don't try to go backwards. No. <laughs> and spend more time getting your gloves and things so you look perfect. You just gotta at that point. You just gotta blast straight forward. Yeah. Like
0: Alice does. Just wander right into whatever you want to run into. Um Which
1: in this case was a really weird garden.
0: A really weird garden, and I wrote in my notes that nobody ever wants to walk into an improv concert.
1: Oh, that was what that was, and th- this was not only an improv like concert. I feel like it was improv animation because they animate so many weird things, like <laughs> bread, like bread and butterflies. Yeah, and every flower kind of has. We get lady faces and flowers again. Yes, once again we have
0: faced flowers these are at least animated so it's not as weird but it's
1: still weird but fully animated instead of like a human lady face and an animated flower
0: yeah and they sing this very boring choral song about a golden afternoon in the flowers that has a weirdly epic end with
1: like a timpani solo i was so perplexed by this song i'm like why is this so Important of a song that you basically ended the movie with it. I don't know.
0: I remember thinking, like, I remember liking the song when I was little. I think just because it, there was a lot going on in it. But I it's very boring.
1: I had the opposite feeling. I hated this song when I was little because it was just putting me to sleep. Like it That's was a fair. it was a lullaby. There's um, a part in the middle where they are sleepy. Yeah, exactly. I think I was also annoyed by this part because Alice was nothing but polite to all of these flowers. Yeah. And then when they decide that she isn't a flower like them, but is a common weed, they make fun of her and are just total jerks to her.
0: Like they just start bullying her and shoving her around. They're such little bitch flowers. And then it's if it's not bad enough, these two flowers on her way out find a big like leaf full of water. Cause remember, Alice is still like three inches tall at this point mm-hmm. and just dumps it on her. She could have drowned.
1: Yeah. That's just that's just rude. These flowers were rude dudes. They were, but Alice decides she's gonna go bother somebody
0: else, so she decides to follow the smoke and find herself a stoner. Where she finds the caterpillar who is entertaining himself by singing another terrible song about vowels.
1: Oh, uh, but <clears throat> don't you wish that you could uh, blow smoke vowels? Like I do yeah
0: i just I, don't I would, know if i'd be sitting under them being like
1: i think it really depends on how high you were i've never done that yeah so probably not but you would have really pretty vowels that you it's can true smoke and he he uses them to his advantage in a lot of
0: ways like he animates his conversation by exhaling like vowels words and letters and symbols and shit who are you? There yeah. is also a simpleish question he asked to Alice, and instead of just saying, well, I'm Alice, which she said a bunch of times in the past, she's like, I don't really know. I'm a different person this morning than I was, though, than I was this morning. It's like, "What girl, what? What
1: are you talking I, about? Yeah, I wrote, I wrote one of her lines, which was, I can't explain myself, sir, for I am not myself, you know? And yeah. it's like, no, he doesn't know. Clearly, he accidentally hotboxed her because she got so high that she forgot who she was. She has no idea what's happening, but
0: (laughs) he continues to get frustrated because he's asking who she is and she's giving him this like Confucian's like AI generated Confucian style answers. So after this ridiculous round robin nonversation, she just stops off.
1: Well, can I ask you one question, actually? Okay. Okay, so there was a part in this where I think he says the word rec- recite, and she starts going into this story, and then he says, no, 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 that's not the right story, it's supposed to be the alligator and the blah, blah, yeah. blah, and he goes into that, what? I was so confused by, by did I hear that right? Did he actually entire, just tell her to recite?
0: <laughs> yeah, that entire interaction confused me as a child and confuses me now. Because <laughs> the implication is that there is some universal story that you say to children, recite, and they go, aha, yes. And then in her case, she's like, of course, I know what you're talking about. She starts with, how does the little busy bee improve it? Yeah. And he goes, stop.
1: That's wrong. Yeah. Uh, and then, then he, he does the alligator thing. Yeah. So that was confusing. But yeah, but yes, like you said, then she she just kind of goes, I'm sick of this bullshit that I caused and walks off yeah.
0: and he yells back at her from his mushroom that he has something important to tell her he's waving and yelling and screaming and by the way she has walked away for six paces and it takes her about 35 minutes to get back mm-hmm. so I don't understand and so she gets back and she goes what and he goes keep your
1: temper <laughs> <laughs> that's it it's a <laughs> she gets i mean okay so i'm on team no one in this situation oh because yeah because i i i can put myself in both shoes but my god this is two people not communicating to each other and that's so frustrating this to is watch. so annoying this is two people speaking
0: not the right language i'm like shut up
1: yeah exactly and um I think I might have blacked out for a minute there because at some point I think he gets so annoyed at her that he oh! ends up forming a cocoon of his own smoke. So she gets, she's frustrated
0: and she is like, well, I'm tired of being, I'm trying to fix myself. I'm tired of being three inches high and he loses his shit and he goes, I am executively three inches tall and it is a perfectly good height. And then he rage cocoons himself
1: yeah he rage cocoons himself and immediately turns into a butterfly yep and then i think he was trying to maybe slightly be the bigger man but still not communicating well no flying off and telling her like oh the two halves of the mushroom that i've been sitting on no he didn't say that
0: he says something super vague he goes one side will make you grow smaller and the other side will make you go larger and she asks a super normal question which goes, the other side of what? And he flies into her face and like spit screams at her. What does he yell
1: at her? Doesn't he yell at her like, the mushroom of course! Yes. Of the mushroom of course! Like again, dude, what? neither of you are communicating well. See Mm-mm. see a therapist. Right, this whole conversation could have been bypassed. It could have been bypassed,
0: but... Um... It's okay, because we launched directly into another terrible conversation, because she eats a mushroom, grows to three miles, and interacts with a bird who has never seen another creature before. Because she thinks this extremely tall girl is a
1: serpent. A serpent trying to steal her eggs. <laughs> I, ju- I just also why is she still eating random things how did she how did like not only does she eat random things she just takes monstrous bites out of them she doesn't do a tiny little like let me try just a little nibble of this just oh gigantic
0: yeah Yeah, so she's now massive and this bird's having a conniption fit trying to collect her eggs because you know she's convinced alice is going to eat it's really funny because alice is like i'm not a serpent and mm-hmm. the bird asks her, I bet you don't eat eggs either. And Alice has to be fair. She's like, Okay,
1: I do though.
0: And <laughs> the serpent's like ah! I mean the serpent, the bird's like
1: ah! Yeah, that bird is just like, aha. I got gotcha. you on a technicality. Yeah, <laughs> she did.
0: <laughs> so Alice continues with her normal trend of just eating things again. She eats the whole other mushroom half. And then she's
1: too tiny again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... then just
1: we, we finally watched the gears turn in her head for the as first she goes, time in forever they had to kick off so much dust yeah as she goes oh maybe if i just lick the mushroom i can become the right size and apparently that worked like she just discovered her dosage which was amazing I'm and then so she annoyed. she decides to hold on to the mushrooms and just i don't know how she could tell the difference between which was which I have no
0: idea. If I were her, I would have to be very diligent about like, okay, left hand, left pocket is right hand, right pocket is but she just goes like, just keep this for later and just pops them in there.
1: Yeah, just like, I'll have a little snack for later.
0: Mm-hmm. And then she uh, she continues
1: on with her journey because she's not done. Oh, she is not done. We, we are finally at the point where um, Alice meets the Cheshire cat for half a second.
0: Yeah, she runs into the Cheshire cat who tells her he can't help her or won't help her. It's unclear. Um, but that if she wants some help, she should go see either the March Hare or the Mad Hatter, but they're both mad. And then Well Most everyone's mad here. Yes, that's what I wrote down. And then I wrote down thanks, Pooh. <laughs> yeah. And I found it interesting that it was this long into the movie before we meet what I would consider to be the most pop culturally iconic characters: the Cheshire Cat, the March Hare, and the Mad Hatter. It took takes this long.
1: I and I wish I had written down um, the the timestamp because I do feel like it was like at least forty minutes in.
0: Yeah, I didn't write the exact time, t- time, time stamp time it was pretty late.
1: But but yeah, like there is basically an entire. 40 minutes i think of the movie that a lot of us probably don't remember right or is
0: uh, is unimportant or we think it's shorter than it was yeah and it's also very unimportant (laughs) yes i just remember all these segments being shorter Mm -hmm. like i thought we ran into these guys earlier but and but we don't now is when we run into the the that pair and the unbirthday song because alice wanders into them singing the very famous unbirthday song and i wrote down in my notes that we need to celebrate more on birthdays because life sucks and morality is a burden <laughs> how high or tired was i last night
1: i mean the answer is probably yes
0: yeah i think i was trying to write um, a, a line for julian fellows's titanic series god that's <laughs> yeah. weird
1: but i would i would want yeah what a crossover you did there. <laughs> um deep cut i i I too agree. Why not celebrate your birthday three hundred sixty-four days a year?
0: Yeah, seriously, Gally, a merry merry on birthday to you.
1: And a merry merry on birthday to you. Thank you. And listeners, um, if it is your
0: own birthday too, a merry on birthday to you. And if it's your birthday, get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah. Oh
0: you. <laughs> no, stay and listen and then you can go.
1: Yeah, um have your have your half cup of tea.
0: Have your half a cup of tea. Um and I think one I, I don't remember who said it. I don't remember if it was the hair or the hatter or both. But they, she comes in the middle of the song and starts clapping and then goes, oh, but I liked your song. And he, they go, you enjoyed our singing? We never get compliments. And I'm like, gee, I wonder why. It's because you're screaming about on birthdays.
1: To your poor PTSD mouse that you have, too.
0: So the Alice's cat. Because the marsh yeah. Hare and the hatter are like, well, who are you? Where'd you come from? She goes, I was hanging out with my cat. And this mouse explodes out of a teapot, and they're like, get the jam and put it on his nose. And I want to know, like, is there a solution just to kind of like suffocate the mouse with the jam on his nose?
1: Like it can't breathe until it calms down. Hey, I there's there's a lot of things that are wrong with the Dormouse. Like mentally, physically. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of little things wrong with this mouse. He probably should not be living as long In as a he has. Yeah, and 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 a teapot. So I feel like maybe the jam um just distracts him long enough. Maybe I. He just he it, like ooh, you know what it is? You know how with sometimes dementia patients, it helps when you give them like a familiar scent or mm-hmm. a song or something like that. Perhaps this is the scent that brings the dormouse back to his little life. Oh, maybe back when he used to work for the great mouse detective back when everything was grand
0: back when bill was still here
1: when bill was still here keeping him grounded with his letter
0: (laughs) but he's gone now um so they calm down the mouse and as alice is starting to tell them where she's from again the white rabbit appears um and for some reason the hare and the hatter decide that his massive pocket watch is broken and in the grand trend of continuing to bully the rabbit they just fuck with his pocket watch and break it
1: i i wrote down that this rabbit is toby jones animated before toby jones existed
0: yeah that sounds about right
1: because he he, the the rabbit reminds me so much of of toby jones the actor just in his like hubba-bubbing around and being like oh but wait you can't bully me stop it that's so mean
0: leave me alone
1: think me alone um oh we also get the the famous question why is a raven like a writing desk why is a raven like a writing desk and how dare you how dare you ask me such a stupid question that I asked you just a minute ago it's like it's conspiracy theory in animation
0: yeah kind (laughs) of
1: just I'm going to ask you a dumb question that can't be proven and you're going to ask like respond back to me reciting the same question i asked you and i'm going to tell you that you're the idiot
0: yep and then they immediately fuck with the white rabbit and literally throw him over the guard the like garden wall <laughs> singing a merry birthday to him and alice once again tries to follow him and then just gets lost in the woods
1: alice also says uh, a really great line yeah this is the stupidest tea party i've been to in all my life <laughs> it is a pretty dumb party It's a pretty dumb party.
0: Yeah, and then she leaves the stupidest tea party she's ever attended in her life and gets lost in the woods and sings yet another super boring song about how she always gives herself really good advice and and that she should be, be patient is very good advice. And then she just cries a lot.
1: I took no notes during this because I just could not care. I wrote
0: down that it's really sad that the animals disappear when they start crying. So it's like, so you make them cry and then they vanish. Nice job, Alice.
1: It's the reverse of a Disney princess. She's the reverse of a Snow White. Animals flee her. They just van. They
0: cease to exist when they're sad. And she makes yeah. them sad. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. Because now we see the cat again for another four seconds. I forgot how short the segments with each character are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're so short. She didn't spend that much time with the um, oh. with the tea party either.
0: No, and she doesn't spend that much time. Like, each segment with the Cheshire Cat is about one minute each. The last one is him just telling her to go to the tea party. And this one is him telling her about the queen and then pulling the lever in the tree to send her to the queen. Like, that's most, yeah. that's it.
1: Was this, okay, so the two Cheshire Cat moments, I got confused on the timeline thinking mm-hmm. back on it. Was this also the moment where, as she's fleeing through the woods, she runs across all of these bizarre birds that are not. Yes, 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 yes. She
0: leaves, she jumps the garden fence, runs into the forest, and encounters a bunch of like musical birds and these sentient glasses and a bird that's a mirror. Um, And then she's lost and finds these little creatures called the Momraths who point her to a path. She runs down the path, which is then being erased by a dog. I sound like a, ch- a five-year-old telling a story. Oh, it's insane. Um, it is. And then she, um, when she sees the path is being erased, she just sits down and starts crying and singing this terrible song. And then all the animals that were around gather around to listen to her sing. And then they start crying. And as soon as they start crying and looking emotional, they vanish.
1: Yeah. that Okay. That's what it was. It was so mm-hmm. strange. It was and-
0: super weird. And then as soon as they're all gone, is when the cat comes back
1: yeah and the cat shows a door in a tree like so that she of can course. go to um uh halloween town yeah Not halloween town what was it for a I nightmare mean, before christmas A uh, christmas town christmas town christmas land yeah christmas land that's it
0: yeah that special kind of magic in christmas land that's right
1: Oh, uh, we're not gonna do that movie are we that's not an animated classic we can talk about it
0: Now nah. we can talk about it now actually um because i was gonna say we're gonna be starting something new on the show um we wanted to find a way to get some of you guys involved in the show and we're gonna be watching dizzy dizzy D- <laughs> did did me we're gonna be watching disney sequels and originally I had petitioned to have Mary Poppins and Dobbs and Briggs included in the regular um, lineup, but I'm wondering if we can put those in the sort of like jumble sequel thing and then we can add in other Disney movies we want to do like Nightmare Before Christmas because Halloween's coming up.
1: Mm, that might be a really fun little, uh, little foray into Halloween. Let us know. Let us Let know, us know Let us what know. you
0: think. <clears throat> if you want to see some like special Disney movies like that, um uh, yeah for now they just go to uh queen of hearts land where we meet the cards who are painting painting the roses red and i just want to know if it was so important that they not be caught why are they doing the worst job of painting they are haphazardly painting in a way that is very difficult to describe if you have never seen a toddler with a garden hose
1: they really do they literally slap paint onto flowers but in everywhere because of that yeah that just goes literally everywhere it's it's they're singing a very cheerful song about killing plants that they fucked up yeah <laughs> and they know in their song they're
0: like yeah these plants are definitely gonna die and then when we get found out we're gonna die too uh but it's okay now because w- for the meantime we're just gonna we're gonna do splatter we're gonna do pour paint and splatter art at the same time
1: yeah we're in we're garden. poor man's <laughs> poor man's jackson pollock (laughs) yeah
0: um so alice decides she's gonna help
1: because she just yes ands everything that she sees here i guess Uh,
0: she's like my character (laughs) in baldur's gate like i think i was telling galley off air that i'm playing my character who just agrees to the last thing the last person told her i'm like that's what alice does the last the last person told her she's
1: like oh i guess i have to do this now Uh uh-huh that's fine okay sure fine i guess and we we finally get to meet the Queen.
0: we do, but before we meet the Queen, we get some Dumbo style choreography from this deck of cards. Oh my
1: God, yeah, the
0: card soldiers come in and do some Dumbo style choreography while whistling. It's great,
1: yeah, I wrote pink cards on parade because it seemed like the pink elephants on parade scene too. I don't i it also felt like the um inspiration for the windows solitaire game like when you win and the cards just kind of like all for real fan out yeah. and,
0: and cover your screen it felt just <laughs> like that
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um yeah we find out what the white rabbit was late for he was late to blow the trump the uh the trumpet and announce the queen arriving after her highly choreographed um card beret
1: and the king and the king which who really remembers the king from this movie Me, everyone remembers the queen yeah i i forgot about him and i was oh, kind I of delighted each time i saw him because i'm like
0: i didn't because i always liked that after that joke i always liked the after joke and be like and the king <laughs> yeah, and then that was just funny this tiny man <laughs> this tiny little thing um i like that the queen of hearts is from maryland according to her dress <laughs> I noticed that too <laughs> thank you thank you for the cheddar uh the old base date it was it was very much the Maryland flag. Um, oh, my God. It was so Maryland flag. It's the first thing I noticed. And it's not just because I'm from Maryland.
1: <laughs> I I don't know why. I don't I mean, either. Is jousting still... Jousting might still be the uh, Mar- it uh, is. Maryland official sport. So maybe... Yeah.
0: It is. I'm disappointed that the Maryland Ren Faire is actually going to be in town when I'm in town. But I will not have enough time to go. Oh. I know. it's well cuz we're going to hang we're going to hang out and then I have the game that next day and it's like I think it would be too much to try to like go to the ren fair in the morning and then make it to a game by 3 it's like it's not going to happen.
1: No, no, not unless you had a whole batch of cards like no. the queen
0: does to transport you. But she does and she is no fool, she immediately sees all 73 gallons of paint that have been splattered around her garden and is like what in the fuck happened?
1: <laughs> and so, of course, she says off with their heads, yeah. but which head? Which head will they choose? The card's head. Well, um, the cards do the, they do a reverse Spartacus where they say, no, it wasn't my fault. It was this other person's fault. And they keep like going down the line. Yeah. And she's like,
0: all right, well, then all of you die. Bye.
1: Yeah. And I wrote down that this was a bloodthirsty card kingdom because the rest Dude. of the cards rejoiced in the killing. Oh
0: yeah they are instantly on board with this and um the queen just now notices alice what's this 3d figure among my 2d cards and the king comes over is like gosh do you think she's a club and the queen is like whoa it's a kid
1: look look honey it looks like you She's taller. Uh, Alice is taller than the king. By a lot. Mm-hmm. But um,
0: yeah, the queen just decides to challenge Alice to a game of um, croquet.
1: Not before completely trying to bully and correct her.
0: Oh, yes. she uh, She gives her an elocution lesson
1: yeah uh, but oh that really frustrating level of elocution lessons yeah. which when are they not where you're what? trying to talk to someone and they go yes but straighten up first and oh, move God. your butt back and now you can really elucidate what your words are and you're like i wanted to tell you i need to go home
0: <laughs> this is a this is the energy of could i go to the bathroom may i go to the bathroom it's like
1: we all hated that teacher
0: yep Mrs. Queen, of- Mrs. Mrs. of Hearts would have been that teacher. Yes,
1: Absolutely. So she, so she gives
0: Alice um, a Miss America lesson in posture, and then hollers in her face about croquet.
1: Yeah, she forces. Like, let's be fair. She forces Alice. Oh yeah, to she play absolutely a game of croquet. Forces her. She's like,
0: we're gonna play croquet. Um, and it, it looks to me like the. Like, the cards just dive-tackle Alice. I assume that it's just supposed to be, like, a thing where, you know, we were talking about the solitaire backgrounds covering up. But it really just looks like she gets dive-bombed by a bunch of cards. She would have died. She would have 100% died.
1: So, the the croquet match itself is... um... The croquet match from hell because Mm -hmm. the croquet balls are little colored hedgehogs and then the clubs are giggly flamingos giggly colorful flamingos giggly colorful flamingos the queen grabs two flamingos chooses one immediately just kind of goes like a fan and straightens out the flamingo knocks her hedgehog ball and would you look at that all of the cards allow her to, like, knock the hedgehog through them as yeah. so she wins the game.
0: Because the, the the uh, uh, oh my god, the bridges in, I don't know if there's an official title for those.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what, like, the
0: croquet I, I um, loop-de-loops knew. are that you go through. <laughs> I never knew. But whatever those are called, those are, the, the cards are playing the part of that. So when the hedgehog ball is rolling out of control, they just kind of like, whoop! Yeah. They just form the course
1: around it. Exactly. Which, gotta say, would love. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Alice doesn't get that level of respect. And <gasps> she tries to choose a club mm-hmm. uh, to use against her hedgehog. And this club decides to be funny and yes, tries to use fan. Alice as a
0: club. Yar, 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 yarr. I can't remember ever have laughing harder at a moment in my life. Than when Alice was almost a croquet club, it was Alice. so funny. I
1: mean, I would have liked to see Alice go head to Head to hog? Head to head hog. hog. Head, hedgehog. <laughs> but she doesn't. She instead
0: tricks her flamingo by getting it to come close, grabbing it by the neck, and just wailing on this poor hedgehog. And all the cards decide to just get out of the way so this hedgehog runs into a tree she gets no points and there's a bunch of laughter but um one of our old friends wants to have the last laugh and he comes back it's a cheshire cat yeah winnie the pooh shows back up um (laughs) on the queen of hearts ample bustle so ample so ample he is leaning on it like a lazy boy
1: yeah, and Alice is trying to uh point out this cat, who I guess weighs nothing. Yes, because he the queen nothing. doesn't notice him.
0: Yeah. Either that or that bustle is just real good at holding holding up. <laughs> it's a steel bustle. It's a steel bustle. It's a cage. It's She's a just cage. wandering around to the cage underneath there. Um mm-hmm. that's where she keeps the king.
1: <laughs> that makes sense actually. He's he is small enough to have a very comfortable uh ride in her bustle. Oh, that yeah. sounded wrong. It does sound wrong,
0: but it also does sound cozy. You could take a nap in there and have snacks. Ooh, cozy bustle. Cozy bustle. But um, uh, Cheshi isn't done yet. He wants to play a joke on the queen. And as the queen is getting her uh croquet swing, she's swinging it back over her shoulder. He takes the nose of the flamingo, not flamingo, and hooks it under her skirt. So that when Mm -hmm. she goes to swing, she just not only upends her skirt, she dive bombs her head into the ground ostrich style, upside down, with full pantaloons just wailing about in the air. Full on
1: heart pantaloons. Very keeping on brand. Yeah, and I think that this becomes... um, This comes to a head. (laughs) This comes to... A big head, big head, because the queen is blaming Alice for yes. all of the hijinks that yes. a stereotypical cat is doing. A hundred percent cat antics. <laughs> yeah, cat antics. Uh, and she wants to just immediately take off Alice's head. But luckily, oh, yeah. luckily, the king, being the reasonable small man that he is, um, the small king that he is, says, "Well, wait a minute, honey." Why don't we give a trial? Actually, I don't remember. The king's voice was, like, very high.
0: It was very high-pitched. Be like, let's see here. Couldn't we have
1: a trial? Mm, Yeah. Can't we have a trial, my dear? Yeah. She must love him
0: because she's like, oh, all right. Yeah.
1: He gets her. He gets her. I mean, someone's got to. They're one of those couples. No one else understands their love, but they do.
0: (laughs) She doesn't know your story like i do (laughs) dude i've had that song stuck in my head for like a
1: week so So imagine it being uh sung from your butt because that's where your tiny husband lives (laughs)
0: Oh, I only it got it got worse because someone does a par- uh, Chelsea does a parody of it in, her- in the drunk Disney for Peter Pan, and that got stuck in my head again. It's like, God oh, damn no. it. Oh, well, no. Yeah, this fucking song. But so yeah, they decide to put Alice on trial for embarrassing the Queen.
1: Mm-hmm. And luckily, it's not a trial like um, in Ichabod and Mr. Toad, where all we get are newspaper clippings showing us the result of it. No, we actually get to see the
0: trial. Um, I think my favorite thing is whatever inside joke they have going on with the dormouse in this universe. Right. Where they they bring up the teapot. The two of her guards bring it up and she the, to the Queen of Hearts as um because she's going to interrogate the dormouse and she starts off by yelling at it. She's like yeah. and everyone's yeah. and even she's like yeah. like everyone is in yeah. on this weird joke with the dormouse.
1: I, I I love it. I like PTSD. Dormouse, they just know. Yep. I actually I wonder um, if the dormouse goes full full terror. Does he just destroy everything? Like he is. Oh, he is actually the Jabberwocky, but in mouse form. So if oh. you anger him, yeah, it's all over for you, and they it's all, all know it. Yeah,
0: I just thought it was funny because he just sang Twinkle Twinkle, and then the queen is just like,
1: "That's the most." or evidence (laughs) of all
0: yeah yeah totally that's my that yeah you got it you you done cracked this case
1: i sure do believe that little mouse (laughs) (laughs) a exactly a plus
0: um but once again the cheshire cat who definitely wants alice to die (laughs) makes another appearance and alice decides just she's not done being ridiculous being on trial to have her head removed isn't enough she finds the mushrooms in her pocket and just pops them both into her mouth. Not one at a time. She's just like, "How?
1: Oh. Yeah, just. I guess if I eat both of them together, I know that this will work and, yeah. and make me the most magical, gigantic monster that you think I am. I was very confused about that. Yeah. What I... an approach. So, OK, I wrote down a line here and I don't remember when it was said or to whom, but I just okay. liked it <laughs> with your hat. What was it? Off with your hat! Oh, this must have
0: been I, they. I, when is it? They brought in like a fake. Oh, the unbirthdays. They sing to the queen about how it's an un, her unbirthday song, and yes. then they bring in a gift, and it's this weird hat that turns into the cat.
1: Yeah, I think I think that was a it was like a, it's to the Mad Hatter, and I, I don't know. I just like something like that. I appreciate that, but it yeah. was fun. Alice, Alice just goes. Full on, fuck it and eats both mushrooms
0: yeah and then she basically goes super sane in the courtroom for about 12 seconds and grows to a million things and yells at the queen about how she's a tyrant but as she's doing that she shrinks back down and again this cat just coming out of the woodwork to show that he wants alice to die (laughs) because she's now normal size and the queen's like i'm sorry what were all those terrible things that you were saying and the cat's like oh here i'll tell you she said that you were a bad-tempered pompous old tyrant
1: of course the queen is like well i fully believe this mystery cat that fucks up everything
0: to be fair alice did say that and she said it really loudly so like this was just that whole what did you say and the, the, what did you say nothing mm-hmm, that's what i thought <laughs> that was that um, was that interaction but we got an interferer who was like i'll tell you what she said you little suck up and so Alice, very smartly, for once in her life, just takes off running.
1: Yeah, so the entire kingdom of Wonderland is chasing Alice. and it it very, um, it very much comes to a head. I feel like, okay, I do feel like this was the part of the movie where Walt Disney was like, "How are we going to wrap this thing up?" Yes. Because the climax, I, I would argue that, that this like whole uh, scene in the courtroom is kind of the climax of the movie. Agreed. And it does, again, happen kind of like five minutes to the end, basically.
0: Yeah, because it's like the end of the story, but not the end of the movie.
1: Yeah. And so they were kind of like, oh, crap, how do we get Alice out of this one? We wasted 40 minutes of the movie talking about nothing. Yep. <laughs>
0: so she comes back to the doorknob again and it's become more obvious now that it's a dream like she's running through each scene like r- jumping over rocks turns into jumping over stuff from the um, tea table mm-hmm. and then she goes gets back to the doorknob and looks through it and sees that she's been asleep under the tree the whole time oh surprise gasp, 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 so she starts yelling at herself, Alice, wake up, wake up, wake up! And she
1: does. Because it turns out that it's not her who is yelling at herself to wake Mm -mm. up, it was her sister.
0: Yeah, her sister is finally, I don't know how long it's been, but her sister has finally noticed that Alice has passed out. And is like, get up! For fuck's sake. It's just, oh,
1: it was all a dream. Yeah.
0: And well, then she's like, dink. "Exactly." It's like I don't know what I'm going to do with you, Alice. Well, guess we're about to go have tea now. Let's go. That's Done, and that's, that's it. That's the movie. Cool. Yeah, and I, it's, it's, I wanted to know um, how long was she asleep?
1: I bet that this was one of those dreams where you're asleep for five minutes, but it feels like five hours. You know what? That would actually probably
0: make sense as to why her sister didn't notice she was asleep.
1: Yeah, this
0: finally looked up from her book and was like,
1: "Seriously." i bet it was that
0: (laughs) well galley tell me did you like this
1: movie and would you recommend it so i personally liked it Mm -hmm. and i would recommend this movie i would also recommend um maybe watching it a couple of different ways okay once sober but once not sober with whatever your choice of not being sober is, whether that's just being like hopped up on caffeine quite a bit or smoking a bowl or getting a little little bit drunk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of like whatever you do to kind of like alter your reality a little, just see what you think of it. Yeah. what about you? What do you think? I,
0: I did not like this movie. Um, I do recommend it though there are enough moments in here of cultural significance and cultural relevance Mm -hmm. and like references made and everyone knows the unbirthday song where I do think that it's worth seeing just if for no other reason than to get it, but I don't actually like this movie.
1: Which is totally fair. I think there's, it's going to be interesting to see how many movies we didn't like, but do end up recommending, like you said, just for the cultural significance of them
0: i i'm curious about that too um and next week's is going to be really interesting uh, to discuss with that so what do we what are we up to next week
1: yeah so next week will probably be a big case of uh we didn't like at least a lot of parts of it yeah. um because we're talking about the culturally locked in time peter pan Woo-hoo! Well, that'll be a fun journey
0: so uh uh yeah yeah join us join us then Uh, we will be off to neverland (laughs) we will indeed be off to neverland and uh yeah we'll see you then so long glamour boys
1: so long glamour boys
0: damsels who discuss is created and produced by crow's nests podcast your hosts are Galli Articola and Alexia Thurumalai. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash damsels discuss all one word.
1: On Instagram at instagram.com slash damsels all one word again.
0: And on Twitter at twitter.com slash damsels disco because Twitter has a
1: character limit. Or you can also email us at damsels at gmail.com. So long, Glamour Boys! So long, Glamour Boys.